COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. On this episode, Rytus Loris, co-founder and CEO of OmniSend, a marketing automation platform, joins us to discuss omni-channel marketing. Rytus, it's great to have you here. Hey, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. Really pleasure to be here and to talk to you, to you and the audience. Yeah, it should be a fun discussion. Can you share your background and tell me about OmniSend? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, my background is actually I'm coming from political sciences. That's what I yeah, formerly graduated back in the days. But uh, since then, I have never worked in, in that field. But uh, more or less, I was close to marketing, a uh, more traditional one initially. Then, then I was running digital marketing agency, which Omnisign is actually a spin-off of that uh, previous agency activities. So we saw a very unique opportunity, which those who do sell online, uh, e-commerce stores have, um, because the, the, the entire customer journey of their customers are happening online, which uh, enables you to, to uh, track more, to really better understand uh, your customers and uh, really make marketing more personalized based on that signals, which you can collect from your customers while they are browsing your store, while they are looking for for products, uh, comparing them, abandoning, abandoning, getting back, and all those all those signals which are very important and which digital native uh, digital businesses have is privileged to have this data comparing to old school or offline businesses. Yeah, so that's that's how Omnisend was born. As we saw this unique uh, opportunity to really help e-commerce merchants and entrepreneurs and marketers, e-commerce marketers to do their marketing better and to communicate with their customers better in a more personalized way and make marketing in general less intrusive and more relevant for their customers. That's what is our mission. We're not there yet, but but it's a long-term play. And yeah, this this is what Omnisend currently does. So for those who are selling online, we help to communicate with your existing customers while sending emails, text messages, web push notifications, synchronizing your customers with your Google and Facebook audiences in order to run proper retargeting or lookalike audiences campaigns. Yeah, so basically that's a marketing automation tool which helps to, to send better messages on the right time. 
Excellent. So it's a term we hear all the time, omni-channel marketing. Can you define it for me and tell me why it's so effective? Yeah, so it's a marketing when you allow your customers, you as a, as a brand, as a merchant, as a marketer, you allow your customers to choose the most preferred channels for a brand to communicate with them. So it can be an email, text messages, maybe some messengers, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and, uh, and others. So it's up to the customer to choose the most preferred channel. Uh, what is the best for you as a marketer or as a, as a brand is really to have more channels and permissions to communicate with your existing customers through more channels than one, which really increase the effectiveness of, of your marketing like a lot. And then from a marketer standpoint and from e-commerce store standpoint, what does that omni-channel mean? Then you put different channels on the same on the same flow, on the same sequence. Very basic though illustrative example is someone has abundant your cards. So usually what do brands do? They they do send uh, emails. One email, two emails, five emails. It's like marketer's decision. Uh, but and often what, often it happens immediately, right? You like yeah, leave the card yeah. to go do something else and suddenly you get a an email. It can be irritating. Yeah, that's true. So you have to really find the, the best sequence and the best time to, to send it. Uh, but but you know, what is that definition of immediately? So from our like standpoint and from our customers as we analyze their behavior, so the most effective is the first message when it goes out half an hour to one hour after the card has been abundant. So it's not like in minutes, but but really, really, uh, this is the most effective. So augmenting email with other channels like as text messages, like push notifications, is really what helps you to increase your reach sometimes by far. So this is what really creates a value. As well as you can run like different campaigns for different purposes using different mediums, not only not only email, which is definitely still the most effective, but you know, flash sale campaigns. Or we are heading to like holiday season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So why not to send text message with a pre-sale campaign? Which is very, very like unique, and your customers who were kind of uh, brave enough to to leave and to l- allow you, you to communicate via via text messages, they get a unique offer which others don't get. Them. They can use their best pre-sale price, let's say, etc. So really combining those those different channels and putting uh, different mediums on the single flow, either it's automation or campaign flow, is what omnichannel actually means. Yeah. Okay. So you just mentioned email, and I've heard that you think email marketing is dead. Why is that? Yeah, so that's why we believe that we should, as we, I mean marketers, we should not be thinking as email marketing as something separate, as we used to do. So having this omnichannel approach, more comprehensive approach, is the most important thing. That's why we say email marketing is dead, because we believe that omnichannel uh, marketing is the new reality. And you cannot have specialists just for email marketing not thinking about text messages, web push notifications, Google and Facebook ads, which usually they are separated now. Yeah. But it all has to be combined and the marketing has to be holistic and you have to put your customer journey in front of that, at the core of that. As usually still a lot of us, I mean, marketers, we think in campaigns like, okay, we're going to send email campaign. Maybe we're going to send some separated SMS campaign another week. But this is this is a wrong approach. That's what we preaching. Yeah. 
In marketing, we and maybe in business in general, we like to kind of segment things. So there's digital marketing, there's social media marketing, there's email marketing, and really uh, content marketing. And really, it's all just marketing. And so you're kind of thinking in that way, aren't you? Absolutely correct. So yeah, once we segment those things, what what happens? That again, what I said, we we start thinking in campaigns, not in the customer lifecycle. We put ourselves in the center, not the customer. Right. Which is the most important to put your customer in the center. And actually, using those different mediums, you just create touch points with your customer. You know, your customer somehow finds you on social media, goes to your website, maybe goes to your Amazon storefront, then maybe comes back to your website, then Google's and finds you on Google, et cetera. So there are a lot of different touch points while you're acquiring customer. Exactly the same happens once you are retaining customer. And like Omnisend and uh, those channels like email, text messages, push notifications, they are retention marketing channels. And you are communicating with your already existing customers because you have to have a permission to communicate with your customers via those channels. But again, once you think about, okay, so someone has, like Mark has purchased for a first time. So what can I do next? I mean, just sending random campaigns to Mark will not be that effective. But if I know that Mark will get a parcel in receivable parcel in three days or so in one day, I can just send a follow-up message with a satisfaction service, mm-hmm. like NPS. How, how did you like our service? How did you like our product? I can use different mediums to do that, some emails, a text message, etc. ask us. Once Mark is like super happy about that, evaluates us 10, so we ask Mark to go to our social media and to leave a review or to go to our storefront and to leave a review. If uh, Mark is not that happy and evaluates us 6, so maybe it's worth sending this message to our call center support team and then proactively reaching out to Mark in order to convert him uh, from unhappy customer to happy customer. Yeah. So, you know, those are just small examples once we put customer at the center the way we're thinking, it completely changes. And then we are not segmenting by, at least by mediums, you know, yeah. as, as you mentioned, like social media, email, and uh, other mediums. Yeah. I want to talk about personalization. Now, some companies think just by personalizing an email and putting the greeting in there and saying, hey, Mark, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so, that is personalization, but it's really about relevance too, isn't it? You have to combine the two, and how should we do that? Absolutely, absolutely. It's all about relevance. So the best way, and I would say there are two, two main things, apart of what you have mentioned, just putting name into a message. So two things, how you can personalize. The first one and the best one is really to listen to the signals your customers are sending you. Basically, it's automated marketing. Once you automate and uh, you listen to the signals, you have triggers that Mark has been browsing this specific product category, let's say leadership books or marketing books or maybe kid books. So what helps you to really identify what is the intent of Mark today? Because the intent today could be completely different to the one which we saw in the past. And that's absolutely like understandable because we are people, we are living like interesting lives and we are interested in many different things. Yeah, so this is the best way really to personalize once we identify what is the intent, what is the interest currently of uh, our customer and then send messages with the content which really reflects the interest and the intent. So this is, this is the first way to personalize. The second way to personalize is really 
based on other demographic data or or previous previous behavior. So when you can segment and personalize by segmenting, put put your customers into different buckets and then run like different campaigns automations accordingly. So it's not as good as the first one once you listen to signals, but still it it, it works. And only the third level of personalization, I would say, is really adding like name or or whatever, like small, small like state or, or city of, of your customer. It's just the third level. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Yeah, I want to talk about channels now. You mentioned, we mentioned email, obviously the web is a channel, and you also mentioned texting. Which of, which channel is most effective? It strikes me that email has become kind of a slower medium. You don't expect as much response, but boy, when you get a text message, it seems to me at least that maybe you get a faster response that way. So which channels have you found to be most effective? You're right. You're right. So text is much more effective. And let's say we have analyzed our customers' behavior and effectiveness of, of different channels last last Black Friday season, like holiday season, cyber weekend, and then a couple of weeks around, around that. So we saw that uh, actually SMS campaigns and text campaigns had seven times higher conversion rate comparing to the email. Yeah. So it's like, and as you said, you barely can ignore it as, as, a, as a customer, as a receiver, and you have to somehow interact with a message. By the terms of like total revenue, which is being generated by different channels, so email is still the most effective channel. Yeah. One of the reasons why is it so is because the, usually the mailing list subscribers like mailing subscriber lists are much, much bigger. And uh, let's say average online store, we have tens of thousands of email subscribers, but only hundreds of or just thousands of uh, text messages subscribers. So that's where the difference comes from. But I would say that there is still a huge opportunity for us marketers, those who are selling online, to really invest more into collecting uh, phone numbers. And you know, Nowadays, there is still this a bit of stigma of SMS marketing, which actually was the case in the past that, you know, it's so hard to unsubscribe. So people are not willing to leave a phone number because just too personal data and like too much spam has been sent in the past and people are still afraid to to leave your phone num- their phone numbers and they do it much easier with SMS, which is true at some extent, but what you can promise, and of course you have to keep your promise, is that it's nowadays it's so easy to unsubscribe for. Yeah. So it's either if if you are US or Canada based, you just send stop and and it just immediately stops the, the future communication. If you are outside those two countries, usually what at least what we do, we put the link unsubscribe link, just very short link at the end of the text. So it's as easy as to unsubscribe for me email campaign. And it's so well regulated, which is much more, much triply regulated comparing to an email. So really, there is much fewer spam coming from. So you can explain all of that to your potential subscribers, and they're really willing to to subscribe for text messages as well. And especially those who are the most loyal to your brand, to your store, to your product, to your service, 
which is a great asset to have. You know, that means that you have immediate communication with those who are the most loyal customers already. And that's asset which uh, every business would love to have, I would say. So yeah, I would encourage to work much more onto like collecting SMS subscribers. Yeah. It's a much more intimate relationship, I think. You can go to Google and sign up for an email address that you use as kind of a spam trap, but very few people have multiple phone numbers to route messages that you know might be commercial to one number and have family call another because of the complexity of doing that. So when I know when I give out my text message, it has to be meaningful to me exactly. when I give out my phone number. Exactly. And that's a very important aspect. You know, once you as a, as a marketer, once you have like email subscriber list and say text message subscriber list. So because of what you just said, you are very sure that those whose phone numbers you have, they are much better customers to you. Yeah. So you can really run, you can treat them as like VAPs. You can run like flash sale campaigns. You can bring them better offers and let them know that this is a very exclusive offer just because you are a text message subscriber. And of course, you have to be, you know, you have to be transparent and, and, yeah. and honest. Yeah. If you say that this is exclusive, it has to be exclusive. Right, right. I want to change the focus a little bit, talk about bootstrap startups. You've been involved in a lot of those. Uh, what are the pros and cons of choosing a bootstrapping model for your business? Oh, yeah, this is, this is a good question. So I'm a big fan myself of bootstrapping and on this hand is, is a bootstrap still, although it's like in, now it's it's pretty large company. We will soon be uh, 100 employees all around the world. And so the benefits of, and I, for anyone who is just starting business, I would recommend to go as far as you can on your own. I mean, without taking external funding, in some businesses, it could be more, more and more challenging to do that because they are just very capital intense. But yeah, I, I would encourage you to do that uh, just because it forces you to put your customer at the very center. Because what does that booster app mean? That means that your customers are your investors. They buy your product, they stay with your product, they use it month over month, and that's how they vote with their own money for the quality of your product, if they like or if they not. If they don't like, they churn. So that's what really forces you not to think less about like marketing and, uh, and you know, how to attract more customers without even having a good product, but really it makes you to think about the product, about the value you're creating for your customers at first. And uh, if you nail it, it's going to be much easier in the future to grow once you start putting money in marketing sales and all those go go to market efforts. So probably this is this is the, the key thing. And the second thing is more kind of on the personal level. So we, I do prefer having like all the freedom or do you prefer, you know, sharing that with freedom as well as responsibility with someone, for example, investor. Yeah. So what lessons have you learned over the time that you've owned OmniSend and your other ventures that you would share with listeners that maybe things you did wrong at first that you learned the second time around that you could do better? Yeah. So few things. So I had experience. Uh, I have raised money for my previous uh, startups. This is my my third startup and like maybe six or so or seven like business in general. 
and like you know after unsuccessful startup attempt I came back to more traditional business as I have already mentioned at the very beginning like Omnisend is a spin-off from digital marketing agency when you just sell human hours creativity for your customers on demand and it's yeah. more like project-based thing so i would i would call it small traditional business not the startup because there is no high growth potential there yeah so the lesson is probably a couple of things so just do it so launch mvp whatever idea you have bring into the market as soon as you can test it on the market in real life situations uh, it's one thing probably because uh, sometimes people once they have a great idea they keep that idea for too long instead of just start implementing and bringing to the market to test in real life in real life situations with the real customers do we really need it or are we willing to pay for for the service etc and the second and probably kind of the most important lesson which i have learned is really it's all about finding a monetizable customer pain is your solution is a painkiller yeah or is just a vitamin if it's a must-have for the business for the customer if it's so, if you're solving a real pain for a customer, if you help to save money, to earn more money, if it's B2B product, so your customers will be happy paying you. And this is this is very important. More value you create for our customers, more money you earn uh, for, for yourself, for your business as well. So probably this is, this is uh, kind of key lessons which I have learned. I like that. Is it a painkiller or a vitamin? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. It's very, very clear distinction, you know, because we yeah. buy painkillers no matter what. We buy vitamins and consume vitamins. Some of us do, some of us don't. So, you know, it's just... Yeah. And painkillers are needed for everyone who has headache or any other ache. Yeah. Speaking of pain, before we close, I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, what has the last six months been like for you and your employees and your business and your clients as we face this pandemic? Oh, yeah, that's uh, as for all of the businesses, it's a bit of challenging. At the same time, we are so lucky to serve the industry, which is currently growing and booming. So as vast majority of our customers are e-commerce businesses, and we really help them to grow their businesses, to scale them. So we see a huge demand for our services now. So definitely there are some organizational challenges as organization is growing by itself. Uh, all this forced remote uh, work, which we were already like uh, distributed the organization, but not 100%. And we still had opportunities to meet in events or like have offsites, which, uh, which are like super important for businesses, but for bonding teams and people inside the company. But yeah, so there are those challenges at the same time. It's a like really fascinating time for us to be in. This this crisis is more like an opportunity for us than, than a threat. So we are so so happy to be in in the e-commerce industry. Great. Well, this was a wonderful chat. Thanks for joining me, Rytus. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Mark, for inviting. All right, that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Reed Edwards, executive producer, writer, and host of Confessions of a Marketer. Shep Salau is my producer, helping put together the shows every week. Annalyn Timball is my assistant, and she helps with guest relations and getting everything scheduled just right. Thanks, Sheb and Annalyn. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2020. 
stay healthy, and see you next time. <laughs>